3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Good morning and welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. This is Adam from Orlando. This is the biggest training weekend for the Keys 100 crew. Friday was 20, I did 21. Saturday was 23, I cheated. And today, knocking out another 21, feeling like a million dollars with two miles to go. Why is that? Because I listen to this podcast and have such amazing people like you on the podcast and the gang. Can't wait to see everybody. Bob and the gang, off to you. Have a great podcast. Okay. All right. How do, how does this stuff it's been two weeks. I forget how all this stuff works. What am I supposed to? There's like, a microphone oh, 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 in front of you. Wait a minute. You. Wait a minute. Yeah, I remember now. Hey, hi, hi, guys. Hiya, friends. Welcome back. Welcome to episode 83 of the Rise and Run podcast. Adam, thank you for the introduction. I knew it would all come back to me in relatively short order. Golly, though, it feels like a long time. Even though it's only been two weeks, it feels like a while because a lot of stuff happened and we had a lot of fun. Hey, before I go any further, I'm Bob. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm here tonight with Jack. What up? With John. Hey, how you doing? With Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Lexi. Hello. And with Allie. Hi, friends. I am excited to see everyone, although I saw a couple of you just a couple weeks ago. But it's good to be back, gang. It's good to be back. Our guest tonight. We've got a couple all in the race report spotlight. Our friends Riley, Michael, and Avery spend some time with us. They're going to talk about their first time running the Boston Marathon. That was a fun conversation. They had a great time. Oh, gosh. We're going to talk a bunch about the season that just ended. Hey, good news. Wine and Dine. A mere 27 weeks away from today is Expo Day. Whoa. I know. I know. It sounds like a lot. It's more than half a year. But in just a little while, relatively speaking, we're going to have to start looking at those training schedules again and announcing what our long runs for the weekend are and actually... And they're going to be hot. It's going to be hot <laughs> when we start. I don't care where you live. It's going to be warm when you start those June and July runs. Hey, speaking of the fact that Wine and Dine is a mere 189 days away, if you haven't done so already, now's the time to get in touch with our friends at Magic Bound Travel and book your travel plans for Wine and Dine weekend. They can help you out. I've got Missy helping me out on a room package for that weekend. Um, also, I've also got myself on the list for marathon weekend. Even though the rooms aren't available yet, go ahead and contact them at Magic Bound and get yourself a spot on their wait list. No, not really wait list, but get yourself a spot on their list so when rooms open up, they'll be able to help you out with that. MagicBoundTravel.com are sponsors and our run disney travel experts 
All right. Springtime surprise. Let's talk springtime surprise. Uh, Greg, Allie, and I were there, and we had a great time. We <laughs> sure did. That is, that is an understatement. We really did. Uh, I, I wasn't. Here's what I think has happened. I think the community has grown so large and so strong that when we get down there from now on, it's just a party from beginning to end. Yeah. And it felt that way. It's just all of our friends. We see so many and it's so wonderful to see all of you. And I get the same feeling from you too, that you feel like you're not traveling. Even if you are by yourself or in a small group, you feel like you're not traveling alone anymore. But that was fun. I may talk about that a little more as we go along, but uh, thoughts on springtime surprise weekend. Let's take it in chronologic. Yeah. Easy for me to say chronological order and start with the expo thoughts on the expo. Allie, what did you do at the expo young lady? Well, I met up with my friends, Bob and Greg and they were there. Yeah, you guys were there with a bunch of people. We saw Heather, we saw Adam, we saw Coach Twigs. um, And then, you know, of course, Pam from Fluffy Fizzies was there. Um, I'm probably leaving someone out and I'm so sorry if I am. Oh, yeah, that's Um, what I I hate naming names, Allie, for that specific reason. I'll help you out a little bit. We saw our friends from Will Run For. I don't know if you saw them or not. Uh, Diana and and, uh, Aaron were there. we saw our buddy Brooke from BB Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then at this point now, yes, I I saw dozens of Rise and Run friends, and I'm not going to try to remember because it was just too many, and now I'm definitely leaving somebody out, and I'm sorry if I left. It you does out. feel like you're going into a coffee shop, like your local coffee shop, where you know everyone, and you're just meeting up with friends for the day. It's our and version it's like, of Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. You don't know uh, who you're going to see there, but you know you're going to see somebody and it's someone that you love. It's really mm-hmm. great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which kind of made, we'll get to this in a little bit, kind of made the end of the weekend a little melancholy, but uh, it, it's just a wonderful experience. Uh, a comment I will make about the Expo the virtual queue for the run Disney merchandise. By the time I got over there at one thirty, it was off. The virtual mm-hmm. queue was off. So you could just walk in there. I, I guess it went smoothly. Yeah, I, I would say it definitely did because so I flew in the morning of the expo and I decided to join the virtual queue while I was at the baggage claim at MCO. Yeah. I can't remember what group number I got and it said that my return time was going to be like 10, like 10 of one or something like that. I was like, okay, it gives me time to get to the resort. And, you know, my, thankfully my room was ready and everything like that. Um, but I think by the time I got over to the expo, I literally waited like 10 minutes and then they called my group and that was like just after lunchtime. So they were definitely ahead yeah. of schedule for sure. And the part that really surprised me was that once I scanned my QR code and, you know, you have to do that like quarter mile loop. I, I don't know why you just can't go straight in that, they, you know, they make you do that yeah, you know, right, loop, right. you know, underneath the concourse or whatever. Um, but there was no line in the big extended queue area. It was literally just like make that U-turn 
and I was right in, and it was a much, much more enjoyable shopping experience uh, than Marathon Weekend, that's for sure. Did things look picked over by the time you got there around 1 o'clock, or was Not it at all. a lot Not there? at all. Really? Really? Now, the annual pass holder stuff was gone. Really? And there was no, there were no AP shirts there at all, or, or sweatshirts. No, they were gone. I think, I think I heard someone say that a lot of them went in pre-sale. Oh, that makes so, sense. Yeah, so they were gone. Speaking of the Disney merch, what did you guys think of the quality of the shirts and jackets and everything? Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Well, I, I'll answer for me. I went twice. I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what we did buy. We bought a, uh, oh, I like a, cork, it. a corksicle cup. And that's the only thing we bought while we were there. And it's not because of quality or anything. It's golly. And unlike many run Disney friends, I have so many daggum shirts. What am I going to do with another one? So unless it's something really special now, uh, I'm, I'm probably, I will go, but I'll probably pass. No, Ali, I thought the, the quality of the stuff was really good. Um, I just knew I was under the impression for, this uh weekend that obviously i was not going to go gangbusters like i did during marathon weekend yeah. mm-hmm. um so i set myself to a budget of like one shirt and i was just like wavering between just getting like the generic weekend shirt and then or the challenge shirt um but the quality of both was really really nice i mean for as much as we complain about the race shirts that we get I it's the complete opposite for the actual merchandise itself. I, I've yeah. found the, the quality to be really, really nice and yeah. like that. So I mean the lot a lot of the stuff was cute. I I enjoyed it. Um but yeah, I only I only walked away with one shirt just because the, the challenge shirt had a big um crush on the back of it from Finding Nemo. And mm-hmm. oh yeah. Uh that was the theme of my daughter's nursery. So I have a, <laughs> I have a strong affinity to that movie. Sure. Uh so yeah, so that's what I, I walked away with. Well, I will I will spoil it for you guys. Hopefully they keep this going for next year. But the race jackets were not that itchy, stiff material anymore. They were like nice and soft and oh, I don't yay. know. Yeah, they were like good quality seeming. Um I didn't really I didn't buy anything personally. Nothing really stuck out to me. But right. it it all seemed like it was really, really good. You didn't buy yourself a birthday present? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't buy one for Jack either. I'm sorry, Jack. No, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, birthday saw- sounds epic, by the way. Oh my god. Well, gosh. also speaking of the birthday, um, we we went out for ice cream for yep. my birthday. We went for it for dinner for my birthday yep. as well. Um, and w- I had one of the best experiences that I've ever had because you know I'm kind of like. I get a little Eeyore sometimes where I'm like, <laughs> nobody likes me on the podcast. Nobody listens to it's me. Gone and, away. <laughs> and so, and I had my first experience where um, someone came up to me and I, you know, we were all inter- introducing ourselves and Bob was like, Oh, you want to take a picture? And so like she, they were taking a picture with Bob and Greg and I was like, I'll just stand over here. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob was like, no, come over. And so I, I went over and I was like, Oh, I'm Allie. And she was like, you're my favorite. <laughs> and I was like, M- heart melted. I mean, what a birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can retire now. So no, 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 no,
You're not going anywhere. I'm terrible with names, and I I am really sorry that I forgot your name if you're listening. Um, I want to say it's Natalie or Melanie <laughs> or Margaret. Are you gonna... And I'm, I'm very, very sorry. I'm really terrible with names. <laughs> Samantha. Thank you so much for me. <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> but thank you so much for making my day, my year, my you birthday. Did. I've been glowing ever since. <laughs> you did, Natalie, Mar- Natalie, Natalie, Melanie, Margaret, Jennifer, Samantha, you did. You, you made Allie's birthday <laughs> No, I mean, in all seriousness, though, that that moment at Beaches and Cream was one of my top moments of the weekend. Just seeing the sheer joy on Allie's <laughs> face hearing that. It just, it really, really warmed my heart. And, it, and, and even though it wasn't even directed at me, it is something I'm never going to forget. And, and again, goes to show, number one, how awesome of a person Allie is. But number two, how much this community means to us. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, just I'll never forget. Yeah. It was awesome. No, I was going to say that too, Greg. How much, uh, how much we love our friends. And, and we do. We do. I go back to Jeff Galloway's words. You can't fake that. And it's not yeah. fake. It's genuine. Genuine. We feel that way. We're so happy that you're with us. And uh, that goes back to why I was kind of melancholy when we left on Sunday. But, uh, hey, let's move forward. Let's go to the next day, 5K day. And that was fun. That was fun. Ka-chow. The car's 5K. Ka-chow, yeah. A lot of folks were dressed up. <laughs> uh, Greg walked with Becky and I. And we had a good time. Got some great photos out of that one. Uh, we didn't see uh, Allie. She was way too fast. So <laughs> I was that. I was juggling the whole time. She was. She certainly was. I legitimately juggling. Yeah. Legit- yes. <laughs> That's impressive. I, I dressed as the Epcot ball at night, and I brought my glowing <gasps> juggling balls, and so I was juggling the whole time. And it was it was funny because I never dropped them once until the last. That going yeah, over the finish, the finish line, line was the yeah. only time I dropped them, and I felt so bad. I like one went just flying across the whole group of people. That crushes my heart. Oh, my oh gosh. Really funny. it was the four people that tripped over it. <laughs> no really? one died, no one tripped, luckily, but I just <laughs> felt so bad. <laughs> Can you imagine if your finish line, uh, your 5K <laughs> finish line photo pass is you just like tripping over the finish line? People everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about yeah. a pile up on a speed. Yeah. yeah, Bob was dressed up though. Bob, you're you're a five k. I think that's you're a costumed five k or now. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, the the bar was pretty low on this one. I got a uh, Doc Hudson shirt and a blue hat and blue pants, and I thought Doc Hudson was an absolutely perfect character for me. You know, the old the old curmudgeon. So I thought that was great. And Becky. Uh, Becky in her final 5k until the next one. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she had a, uh, lightning McQueen shirt. Red. I love red, y'all's uh, costumes. Yeah. I red thought they were yeah. cute. Uh, red ears. She had red ears. Yeah. We, you know, we've already resolved Becky's shirt at least for the wine and dine 5k. Any guesses what she's going to wear? A Tampa Bay Buccaneers Brady shirt. Yeah. Um, Brady t-shirt. Yes, sir. <laughs> nice. Yes, sir. <laughs> And she comes out of retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 5K was fun. Yeah. I'll say for, I mean, the course, you know, it was the pretty generic 5K course that we have been used to all season. But the highlight for me, even though we didn't stop because by that point, the line was super long. 
is Run Disney did a really good job with rare characters, and especially for the five oh, yeah. K when they brought out Slim. Mm-hmm. From, oh yeah, that was kind of neat. Uh, from a Bug's Life. Yeah. I, number one, I didn't even know that they made that costume. Um, yeah. You know, and then to how well it was received because I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah. Out of all the Pixar films. Bugs Life for me like ranks down there pretty low. So yeah. but the fact that, that they really they really embraced, yeah. yeah. No, don't 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 hate me, Jack. I I'm not hating you because hate is horrible. But that's really bad, Greg. <laughs> like, <laughs> do y'all It'll remember? Okay. Do y'all remember when Bugs Life came out and there was that other movie called Ants? Ants, Ants, yeah. yeah it was so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. But like, um, yeah. not on the course, but out, out in front, Wally was there. Oh, um, yes. Yep. That was a 5K, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they had Mater and Wally out all weekend. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I remember walking from the bus to the, the reunion area and not DJ CJ, but you know, they have a cast member who like does the announcements off to the side before like the, the tents and everything like yeah. that. And like, oh, we got a couple of characters over there for you. And, you know, they were going through the names. And when they said Wally, I was like, I just, I put half of my step and I beelined it over there. Because I figured that was going to be a really long line. And it was super, super cute. So, so bravo to them for, for bringing it. Yeah. Lucky Greg didn't pull a hammy getting over there. I know. (laughs) I wish we could have thought ahead of time and done costumes and like had, um, levitating chairs that just went for us, like in Wally. Like, you know how they're all like. We wouldn't have mm. had to run the 5K. We could have just floated. Uh, hovercrafted over yeah. the 5K. <laughs> you we can use to. your, your technological board. you can use your technological skills that you were working on before the episode started, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to work on that, Allie. And and we have to get the Council of Costumes back too. <gasps> yeah. Oh my I'm god, Bob. If yeah. they have another like cars anything theme, I know this isn't the movie for it, but what if what if you what's the doc's name from back to the future what is what's that guy's name brown doc brown Doc Brown. okay you're doc brown i want to be marty mcfly and someone needs to be the delorean and i almost said me a delorean <laughs> but it's the delorean cars from back to the future all right <laughs> that's the other park jack not a disney franchise but but you know we, what is one cars could related. hope right Ain't we'll no one else going to have that costume. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, 5K. 5K was fun. Uh, Greg, you and I that evening, we had a, we had a chance to make a special visit out to the Gift Kids World Village, which was a, a special visit for me. It was the first time I'd been out there. Uh, I've had a chance, of course, as the rest of us have, to talk with our friend DJ out there who does – some of the coordination for the Run Disney and the charity bibs. And I think as some of our friends know, Greg and I are both running a charity bib for Give Kids the World this year. So it was a special opportunity. Uh, my wife, Becky, was with us. And uh, it's a it's a pretty emotional time, I'll tell you. They, they had a nice dinner for us. And then we got to tour the facility and see all the wonderful wonderful things they have for the kids and the families. That's the big deal. All of the families are treated absolutely special when we're out there. 
Yeah, I think one of the cool things that we learned was that in all of the cottages or, or the villas that the families stay in, um, the child, the wish child, gets the yeah. master bedroom right. and the master bathroom. <laughs> and the parents are the ones that get the small bedroom right. and everything like that because Aww. they just want to treat them. But I mean, from the dining area to the pool where they had the snack stand where you could go up and get like ices and popcorn yeah. and hot dogs and like they'll just give it to you. I mean, that was awesome. Um, and then the, they even had, we got to see and it just opened that weekend too. They uh, have a spa now so the kids can either get their hair done, uh, nails painted, temporary tattoos, but then they also have like an actually fully functioning spa for the adults, right? Um, yeah. you know, to, to get yeah. some treatments done. Uh, but then the other two highlights for me was uh, the ice cream shop that is literally open all day. <laughs> there was like 12 different flavors of ice cream and you yeah. could get cups, cones, sundaes, banana splits, milkshakes, uh, waffle awesome. ice cream sandwiches, it, and so many different types of sprinkles. That that was amazing. Um, but then the, the creme de la creme of the whole evening, though, was... Um, going into the the wishing tower yeah. where each child's star um was up on the ceiling now apparently there's like yeah. a special ceremony that happens w with a with a fairy and everything like that but obviously you know that's private for the families and everything like that yeah but the fact that there are so many stars in that facility they've actually had to put on two different expansions to be able to add even more stars and that was that was the absolute perfect way uh, to uh, to end that uh, that tour, it was it was truly special. It's emotional, guys. I'll tell you, it is. It really is. It touched me very deeply. Um, I know when we got back, I was talking to DJ for a moment, and I I wasn't into I'm going to lose it type situation, but I I heard my voice start to crack, and DJ said to me, "It was the Star Tower, wasn't it?" And I said, "Yeah, it was." When you think about all the kids who were there, and then. You know, the kids are either seriously ill and a good chunk of them don't make it. And yet the families come back and they know where the stars are. So the families can come back and visit the stars. And it was a, it was an emotionally significant event, I'll tell you. So, uh, yeah, I feel kind of, no, Greg and I are both proud to be running for this charity. Absolutely, thousand percent. Yeah, we'll be doing some fundraising for it. Uh, as as the as the season goes on, I, I'm I don't think either one of us are going to have any trouble making our goal in that though. So that's great. So I do have a question in terms of give kids the world. I and I'm pretty sure I I know the answer, but just for our listeners to know as well, if you would like to volunteer at Give Kids the World, you can. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In what yep. way? How do you sign up for that? I would go to their website, Jack. Um, I, I know our. Our, a good friend of the podcast here, Mark, uh, used to do it on a regular basis. Uh, he's moved away from the area, moved away from the Florida area. Now he doesn't do it anymore, but he used to do it quite a bit. And there were a bunch of volunteers while we were there. And yeah, I, I would just, if you live in the central Florida area and you want to volunteer at Give Kids the World, and I think you'll find it very, very rewarding if you do, I, I would go to the website and see how to do it. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed too. The, the, the couple... Um, and again, both volunteers who yeah. gave us the tour, 
they told us they were up early that morning volunteering at aid stations for mm-hmm. the 5K, <sighs> then went and did the shift at Give Kids the World, and then they were going back to volunteer for the 10-miler. I mean, talk about dedication across two yeah. platforms that yeah. mean a lot to a lot of us in this podcast community. So yeah. hats off to them for sure. But yeah, as Bob said, definitely check the website. Um, John, I'll do a little bit of research. And I'll send you a link. Uh, we can get that in this week's show notes. Yeah. Uh, but if you okay. have the opportunity, please get over there. It, it will, I think it will truly change your life. Yeah. Yeah, it will. And, and I feel kind of funny saying, but let's move on. Let's, let's move on. Uh, because the next day we had the 10 K another nice day. 10 K was monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. It sure was. I was, I was not costumed up this time. Oh, it was the best. Yeah. I love monsters Inc. So much. And I wore a costume. I did. I was Mike Wazowski and my friend Casey was Sully and Heidi was dressed. She wasn't exactly dressed as Boo, but she had like a Boo, <laughs> like she was kind of like Disney bound as yeah, Boo. She was Boo bounding. Boo bounding. And um, Greg had a Mike Wazowski shirt on as well. I was dressed in red, white, and blue. Yeah, you, know, you I'm were. very patriotic. You're very easy to spot. <laughs> but um, I have I a question. Yeah. Did you get Mike Wazowski'd? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm, no doubt. <laughs> yep. No yeah. doubt. I, a lot of lots of uh, picture stops. I had my hand in my someone's hand in my face, which was really fun. Nice. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of people um, were dressed in really creative costumes. Like um, I don't know how much you guys like Monsters Inc., but um, like I saw a couple of people dressed as like the the mom, the heavy metal mom. That's like okay, I'm gonna go out and listen to my music now, and then goes into the car and listens to like <sighs> heavy metal music in the car. Um, and there were you know all all like crazy costumes. And then you guys are gonna have to help me out because even though I love the movie, I forget what the thing is called. The um the people who the yellow guys, you, yeah, the yellow team uh, the, that goes uh, CDA team. CDA, yeah, yeah there's a bunch of people dressed as CDAs and um. There was this weird thing with socks too. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Like there was like people so, handing out socks. Mm-hmm. Do you okay, know what that so, is, Jack? Yeah. So Perfect okay. Time. Um, this is a character I wanted. I, if I had a, I wanted to run this race a lot because I had the perfect character idea, and I'm going to wear it. It's the yellow and orange guy. Yes. 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 He had a sock on his back. So yep. if you had any kind of human touch to yourself. You had to get twenty three nineteen. If you get like twenty three nineteen, they're gonna shave you. You know, it'd be funny if someone ran like behind you with some kind of tent and try to put it on you as you're running. Like that would be really funny. And then come out with like a comb. Oh my god, that would be such a funny character idea. But you wouldn't be able to see. No, Jack. I I think there was something that started on the Run Disney One Run Facebook page. That there was someone that was collecting socks for yes. the homeless. Oh. And it was this big thing that people were running around with pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. And the DLS people, um, the Dead Last Start people, would come up. And if they tagged you, you had to give them one of your socks. Yes. And there was lots of people what? running around with socks, like mm-hmm. tons of socks in like their they hands. They were holding socks mm-hmm. in their hands. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about this. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And it turned out to be, from what I read, I wasn't there, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there was like a Run Disney security issue at the finish line and um, something went down. I don't know. Maybe it was a hazard or something is what they were saying. It was a sock security issue. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't witness anything with my own eyes, but I did see something on Facebook either like later that day or, or the next day, essentially saying that there wasn't necessarily a security issue with it. That, you know, that everyone understood that it was a fun game and it was meant to be for charity. I don't know if it was like a liability reason or something like that. They were just asking the people that I we know you're doing this really nice thing. Just please do not donate the socks. Again, I don't know the reasoning oh. behind it, but that that's what that's what transpired. Again, and I'm only reading this on a Facebook post, so how much validity there is to it, I'm not 100% sure, but, but that's what I saw. I think some people were misunderstanding that they were taking off their used socks or um, there no, was they were some- brand new. Yeah, so it was weird. I, I don't know why they said that because it was they were all like you could tell they were brand new socks. Mm-hmm. But there was um, something like 930-odd pairs that were collected. What I thought was really cool, too, was um, during the race, I got a text from you guys. Well, we all got a text from you guys because you were in Cancun and had like a weird tie to this race. Yes. So by the twist of fate, even though Jack and I could not be at Springtime of Surprise because we were at an all-inclusive resort in Cancun, our room number <laughs> was 2319. That's so awesome. Did I like notice that right off the bat too? I said, look, yeah. Lexi, look what our number is. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We noticed it like almost as soon. And then and then we were like, we should wait until the 10K day before we say anything. So then it'll be like. <laughs> and so we took a picture with us pointing to the sign. So we were there in spirit. That was yeah. absolutely perfect. Now, I, I will say socks aside i had a lot of wonderful memories uh from this past run disney season but this is one that i will never forget i I mean outside of like my first marathon i think this was my absolute favorite run disney race i have ever done (sighs) because i got to do it with my best running friends in the world and i got to do it on one of my favorite run disney courses and, you know, it's one of those things where I, I know we talked and, you know, I, Jack, I know you and I have talked privately about this and, and everything like that, mm-hmm. about how the thing I after Marathon Weekend that I was so disappointed in myself about is that that thing that Brittany talked about, you know, a couple of months ago about when you're at Disney, you got to PR and fun. And I never felt like I did that during Marathon Weekend. Well, I can damn well tell you that at this 10K <gasps> during this weekend. I got my PR and fun and I just, I had an absolute blast and it's all thanks to a a special character stop in Canada. Allie, who did we see? Well, we saw our favorite five member boy band for town. (laughs) Yep. They were amazing. (laughs) I I believe I screamed like, like a a little girl. Yeah. Um, And I mean, the fact that it, it, the crazy part about it was like, once we realized who it was, I was like, oh, we're like, we, you know, there's going to be this massive line and we're going to yeah. wait forever because it was early, like weird earlier in the race 
we were all talking about okay like who are like non-negotiable character stops and like for me it was like kevin from up yeah but then all of a sudden like it was just a collective thought like there was no talking that needed to be involved it was like we're stopping for a picture with four town and then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden we were looking for the line and we realized there was no line. none and so we were like gonna figure out how we're gonna do the selfie thing and then our guardian running angel bob just yeah. showed up out of nowhere and he's yeah. like oh i'll take the picture for you <laughs> yeah bob who has absolutely no idea who four town is <laughs> Uh, just showed up yeah it was kind of fun they were awesome they were singing the whole time like real time singing they Mm -hmm. weren't like lip syncing they were actually singing and they were just in character the whole time they were hilarious and when we when we turned around to leave because we were hooting and hollering and having like a goofy time as we always do we turned around to leave we looked there was a line of like 10 people Mm -hmm. we started something yeah I yeah. think it was they were in line for Bob though. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a character so. stop this time. No. I this this particular 10k was probably the most fun race I've had at Disney also. And it uh, was emotional for you too. Yeah, it was a big deal, much more than I thought it would be. I came you know, I drove in because we were staying uh in Orlando. I park out in the parking lot. I head in, I hear somebody call my name. It's our our friend uh Kristen. Kristen and Tara are there. So I walked in with them. You talk about Mike was asking. They had a plan at every photo stop. One of them was going to throw their hand in front of the other one's face. So I walked in with them. That was fun. I met up with a bunch of people. Again, too many to start the name as uh, as we got ready for the 10K. Uh, I started out and I noticed our friend here, going, I'm going to use the name again, Andrew, the chorale singer, was not far ahead of us. And uh, what a nice fellow he is. And I thought I, I probably wouldn't catch him because I knew, I knew that I was walking. But I started out at a pretty good pace and turned out he was walking also because his wife was nursing an injury. So I met up with him and walked a good bit of the race with him. That was, that was terrific. Um, the thing that kind of got me now, I last year at this event, I entered it knowing full well I couldn't finish it. I was six weeks out of knee replacement surgery. And the only reason I was in the 10K was because the 5K was shut out. So I I had to walk off the course at about, oh, I don't know. I remember exactly where it was. It's like 3.8, 3.9 miles. And uh, funny thing is I have done since then, I think three halves and a full. And yet when I got to that point where I had to walk off the course, and I got to walk by it. It it meant a lot. It it felt pretty emotional to me. It was it was kind of neat. So that was fun. Uh, our friends from the Run Dopey group were dressed up and cheering. Uh, they were in Monsters Inc. garb, and they would occasionally throw up a uh, a cheer tunnel, and people would run through that. That was really neat. Uh, and what else happened there? It was just it was just a great event. The choir was there at the end. Got to love them. That's the first choir group I've heard doing a uh, Bohemian Rhapsody slash yeah, uh, We Are the Champions like mashup. Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did a heck of a great job with it too. It was really good. So that 10K was a from beginning to end. And then I, I walked in with friends, and I walked out with friends. I walked out with Greg and with Allie and her buddies. Uh, 
uh, Heidi uh, and Casey. And it just was the perfect 10K. So I appreciated it. Oh, I one, one more, one more story. Because I'm walking, I don't stop for too many uh, characters. But Goofy was there. Not oh, yeah. Stop for Goofy, right? B- B- business casual Goofy. Is, is that what yeah. we call them? <laughs> business casual yeah. Goofy. <laughs> so while I'm in line for Goofy, a bunch of my friends came by. I mean, a bunch of my friends came by. All said hello to the point where the guy in line in front of me turns around and goes, who are you? <laughs> I said, I'm Bob. That was fun. So that was wonderful. That And to my many, many friends who helped make it a wonderful event, thank you so much. You mean that much to me, and I appreciate it. Okay, let's move on. 10K was Saturday, Saturday afternoon. We had our meetup, our meet and greet. And Ali wasn't able to make it. It was just Greg and I. I thought we had a good time, Greg. I, I thought we had a great turnout, and I didn't think we had a good time. I know we had a good time. I thought we had a nice turnout and I appreciate folks taking time out of their busy schedule. And it is a busy schedule to come say hello. It it was a thing where I was trying to like predict in my head, you know, this is the smallest weekend, you know, of the season and everything like that. Like, you know, how many people are going to come out and the number of people that were like, I mean, literally waiting for us because I I think we got there there like, yeah. 245 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And there were already Rise and Run shirts already in that area, which was just mind-boggling. And no, great. with only two of us, it was really, really hard to you mm-hmm. know make sure that we could, you know, say hello to everybody and mingle and everything like that. But just it was again seeing the you know the support that you know we get from our family yeah. is just it, it's so heartwarming. I mean, I I remember one woman came up to me. It was telling me about how I believe she's in charge of like technology for her school district or something like that. And yes, yes. and they use the rise and run podcast as a teaching tool for their students of how you should put together a podcast. Yeah. And, and that, that floored me. I mean, the the fact that, you know, kids who might not even know what (laughs) running is or what run Disney is are hearing our voices and, and we're helping them being used as a teaching tool. I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it was um, it was a really special afternoon, as always, as all of these meetups are. Now, I will say probably the one complaint that, that Bob and I did chat about afterwards is that, um, you know, in that area, it, ca- it can get a little warm. And, right. you know, and you have to fight the, the shade for like a couple of tables. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of ideas of, of maybe a new location, but we got to talk amongst the group and then, you know, we'll, we'll come up with some type of plan uh, for next race season. But again, to everybody that came out, thank you so much. It was a pleasure seeing old friends, meeting new friends, and we can't wait for the next one. Agreed, Greg. The, uh, uh, friends, if you have an idea, <laughs> better a better idea than the truck stop area, but it's a pretty good area. Uh, and I would just I would just add one thing, Greg. You're right. I I know you tried to get around to see everybody, and as did I, but it didn't seem to matter because the family got together anyway, and whether they were talking with us or talking amongst themselves, they were having a good time. So thanks for doing that, and we're. <laughs> What did I say? We're 189 days away from the next one. All right. All right. Uh, 10 miler, 10 miler on Sunday. 
Uh, I, I'll kick off. I had a lot of fun. Nothing was going to top that 10K, uh, but I did have a good time. I once again caught up with Andrew, this time about halfway through the race. Now, on the first, on the 10K, Andrew did his song at the beginning. Not Didn't do a whole lot of singing on the course. A little more singing on the course for the 10-miler. I did not join in. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Uh, so you're you're welcome, friends, for me not joining in. <laughs> well, I would like to say, and I didn't say this for the other two races, but boy, was that a humid race. There we go. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it started out very, very humid for me. Um, and I loved I loved all the costumes. Again, like these Pixar costumes, everyone went all out. So Toy Story was the theme of this one. And of course, like everyone was dressed as toys or dressed as like Toy Story Mania or um, yeah, just all of the like Toy Story characters. Well, um, almost, almost everyone. There were some, there were some duds in there. Oh, <laughs> Bob's pointing to himself. I wore my Rise and Run shirt. I did not dress as a character, but it felt like you were, I mean, didn't it feel like you were running with a bunch of toys? That was <laughs> wonderful. Race? That was so yeah, cool. Fantastic. I loved seeing like people dressed as Barbie and like doing like Barbie and Ken with like their Barbie hands. Yes. Whenever mm-hmm. they would like run by, they were running oh, with yeah. Barbie hands or like posed. Um, I did see. I did see Tara like later on in the race and she was dressed as Barbie and she was like spot on. Well, I was so glad um, our council of costumes member, Cindy um, brought out for the second time, her toy story uh, midway mania costume, which was absolutely fabulous. Yeah. I saw her earlier in the week. I didn't see her on that one. I saw her when she was uh, Sully, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't see the midway mania costume. That that's pretty cool. Um, and, but then like halfway through the race, I think something turned and there was like a cool breeze happening and like it, it just felt, it felt like a nice run. Like it felt like a good, good temperature. And I had a great, I had a great run running again, like running with friends is the best. I think we were smiling ear to ear and we met up with Sarah, right? Like yes, I think yep. Sarah was the poor person that I accosted in the airport when I saw her wearing a Ryzen Run shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I had ever seen it out in the wild. And I ran up to her and I was like, oh my God, that's that's a podcast that I'm on. And I think I scared her. <laughs> but I'm very lucky that now she um, you know, will run with me and be my friend. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was really fun. We ran, we ran with her for a while. And um I just like all the pictures. Is that the, was that the one where we saw, um, from Coco, uh, uh Miguel. Yeah. Miguel. Yeah. Yep. Is that, was that in the 10 miler? Yes. Yeah. That was, um, it was really early on. So maybe like two, less than two miles in. Yeah. I saw some people with really cute pictures online and they had taken their shoes off and put them on their heads and taken their picture with Miguel. <laughs> that was really creative. I would not have been able to think of that on the spot. And then, and then you had the Tower of Terror, um, people outside doing oh, yeah. like their oh, the bellhops, yep. the bellhops, yeah. yeah, being very serious. So we took a picture, like super happy and excited. So, but in stark comparison, I love that picture. Yeah, good photo stop there. Yeah, I just, I mean, the whole this whole weekend, I was just, we were just laughing and having fun and being ridiculous, and it was just great. Well, I mean, and I will say, I think the one thing that allowed us to be a little 
bit more ridiculous and, and have fun is and again this goes to show that corral placement is such a crapshoot i mean for this weekend i put in the exact same times and paces that i did for marathon weekend mm-hmm. marathon weekend for the 5k and the 10k i was in the last corral yeah for this weekend we were all in b yeah yeah. And I was like, were there only two corrals? Because I <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, but I mean, I will say, you know, corral placement, I think, definitely has a major factor when it comes to your experience at a run Disney race. Because again, it was yeah. one of those things where I you know, when I look back at all my start times, I think on average we waited twelve minutes mm-hmm. uh to start. And, you know, and it gives you that much more of a buffer to be able to, you know, take your time if you, you know, because again, boy, it was a human race was the theme across the entire weekend. So, you know, using what Galloway says about, you know, slowing down for every, you know, uh, five degrees over, over 60, you know, taking that into effect or, or wanting to do, um, you know, maybe a little bit longer of a line for a character stop. You know, yeah. That makes a difference. And I remember during the, I think it was during the, the 10K alley, I, I remember um, part of your crew had to, to use the restroom and you and I were just hanging out in front of the Imagination Pavilion and there was someone like standing right over next to us and was like, okay, I just got the alert. The balloon ladies just started and we right. were at the 5K mark already. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, so mentally, you know, that really does change things for me. So again, Again, I don't know what the magic formula was that, you know, made me be able to get those corrals and everything like that. But, I mean, I, I think that played a major factor. Um, the 10K itself, the, the thing for me that I was really interested in was how I was going to enjoy this course. Of oh, the 10-miler, you mean? Yeah, of oh, uh, yeah, the 10-miler. Yeah. And I will say, Grant, I'll preface this by saying that I had a blast the entire time. But in terms of just the course itself, that first five miles of that 10-miler race could be one of my favorite courses, you know, comparing that to, like, the, the Boardwalk Resort 10K. Mm-hmm. But that second half, oh, that was rough. I mean, <laughs> it was, you know, a lot of highway and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not a lot going on. You know, again, thank, thankfully, I had my friends with me, you know, to, um, you know, help that time go by. I, I just wish that... All the fun, you know, it, all the fun got jam packed. You know, in, in terms of the cool sights and everything like that. In the first half, it's a bummer it can't be spread out over the course of the entire thing. I know, um, but I mean, you know, seeing Toy Story, you know, lit up that early in the morning was super cool to see. Um, you know, being able to run through Galaxy's Edge. Now, the only thing that I was a little weary of is Ali. I remember you and I slowed down because everyone yeah. mm-hmm. we were getting reports of hey the you know the the rocks and everything like that are like super slippery so we like you know really slow down at that part because you know we weren't looking to get hurt or anything like that but um yeah it was it was another fantastic race for sure one thing that um you know we kind of talked about the community and how important that they are and i remember when we first used to do the zoom calls together um when i did my first marathon and you guys really helped me through it like 
exponentially. I don't know that I can say I wouldn't have gotten through it. That sounds kind of cliche, but I don't think I would have gotten through it without the support of you guys. And so um, our friend Amy said something to me really sweet after this 10 miler race. And, um, you know, she basically said that, you know, I I don't know if if, um, it was just specifically to me or to everyone in the group, but she said, you know, you said something that really helped me um, through this. And and you said, you know, and I said, I, I don't think I can make it through. I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can do this. And I said to her, the sentiment that kind of rings true for all of us and for what you guys have taught me, which is we're going to get through this together. Like we're going to help each other through this. Mm-hmm. And that really brought a tear to my eye because, um, you know, I – only said that to her because I believed it because you guys helped me through it. Um, And, you know, I know that Amy is also going to pay that forward and help someone Mm -hmm. else through those races too. So kind of reflecting back on this entire season of doing, doing all, doing the perfect season, doing dopey, which was insanely hard um, and getting through some of us getting through, you know, our first of something, um, or, um, a rebound from an injury or, you know, all the things that we've had to overcome. And I just feel so grateful to have my friends around me and, and to know that you guys are supporting me and that you've helped me through it. And that goes for the friends I've made along the way, the listeners that, that have supported me personally, like when I've um, met you on the courses or met you outside of, you know, the races and stuff like that. Um, and I hope that the sentiment that Amy said will will also hold true is like, if someone is around you is doubting it, or if anybody in our group is doubting themselves, like, I know that the community will help you through it. And I know that mm-hmm. you'll help someone yeah. else through it. So I thought that was really sweet. I wanted to share that thing. And thank you, Amy, also for saying that, because it, <laughs> it really melted my heart. Um, thank you. I'm glad you did. I, it's a sentiment that I echo a lot, and we're all together. It is becoming the, the family is becoming bigger and bigger. It just makes it that much more wonderful. That's kind of why it made it sad at the end here. I, I heard I'm not the only one who made this analogy. A lot of people were saying it's like the end of the school year. You're saying <laughs> goodbye to all your friends, yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to see them until next fall. But the community continues to get larger and larger, and not only do I love interacting with each and every one of you, but I love the fact that you love to interact with one another because it, it has become a family. But I'm going to segue into something here because, Allie, you mentioned it. You mentioned you ran the perfect season. Yeah. Thoughts on the perfect season, please. Wow, that was a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it sure was. It, sure it was. was a lot. It's a lot of races. It's a lot of commitment to um, to taking time off from work and, and taking time off from family and stuff like that. And it was a lot of training and a, yeah. it was just a lot. Um, but it was the coolest thing that I've ever been able to do to put on that mega medal mm-hmm. and have yeah. 18 pounds of metal on your <laughs> neck is like just so it? awesome. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I... I didn't weigh it. My my luggage was over, <laughs> over the weight. And oh so my. I took my big like extra bag of metals and put it in a different bag. And it was then 17 pounds lighter. Oh, my <laughs> oh goodness. My gosh. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, so it's it's like it was about 17, 18 pounds of, of metal. And I would recommend anybody to do it once yeah. if you can. Um, but it is a lot. But it was so cool. Like Bob said, like every time I got I'm very fortunate I got to see I got to see all the races that you guys went to and I got to do all of the races that our friends would go to. So I knew I would see everybody and that was really special. Um, and I know next year I'm not going to do all the races. So it was, it was awesome to do once. That's for sure. And I think they mentioned something about how many people did it. And it was like 1500 people is what I heard oh, the announcer wow. say something like that. So it wasn't an insane amount of people doing it, but I know there's a few of our friends who, who have done it or who did it. I believe Pamela from the council Kristen. of costumes did it. Yep, Kristen did. from the council of costumes. Yep. Um, I was there all, all four weekends, but I did not run all of the races. Uh, I had a memorable wine and dine. Say again? You only missed a small handful of, of the races. Well, I had though. a memorable wine and dine weekend because I was, well, I was supposed to be in a boot. I decided I could do the 5K without it. Big mistake. Yeah. Uh, did the 10K and surrendered at about two miles and then did the half with every intention of surrendering at about two miles again and met my friends, Kim and Woody, and yep. walked the whole thing. Yep. Uh, dopey, I just did the first and last races, the 5K and the marathon, just the marathon, but had a <laughs> blast uh, being a spectator at the half. And uh, Princess, I did the first and last, and then springtime, I did them all. So it was a good weekend. I will most likely, and I can't promise, but... I will most likely be there every weekend going forward because it's just not that far away from me, even if I don't do the runs. I have a question to pose to the gang. What was your favorite race weekend of this season? Ooh. I would say marathon weekend. Yeah, marathon weekend. It's a big deal. Thinking back, it, it's so interesting because the only weekend that I was actually at was marathon weekend. But with the way that we do our recaps, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have memories from Wine and <laughs> Dine. I'm like, wait a second. That's not my memory. <laughs> nah, that's funny. That's good, though. I'm glad but, you feel that. Yeah, like I was good. able to experience it through all of you guys, and that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm going to do I, that this year from uh, when you go to California. I'm going to have to, like, yeah, steal yeah, yeah. some of your memories. We'll have to live vicariously there, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get there one of these days. It won't be this year, though. No, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with, with most of the group. I'll, I'll say Marathon Weekend um, just because, I mean, it was the only weekend out of the four where all seven of us were together. With, I know. Uh, that was which, nice. Which is always special to me. Um, but, I mean, obviously, it's the biggest weekend of the year, so you know it, it gives yeah. us the greatest chance to see the extended family and, and see everyone yeah. do their amazing accomplishments. So. I, you know, even though in terms of like the fun level, springtime was yeah. awesome and will be really hard yeah. to beat. Yeah, I, I would still say marathon weekend. But I the one thing I, I want to now throw it back to Allie for a second. And again, congratulate you on your perfect season. Oh, thank you. So first of all, I still stand by what I told you before that your your photo shoot that you did at the Poly and in Magic Kingdom was absolutely angelic. Uh, so I, I hope you cherish the, those photos forever. Um, but how much of your perfect season was tied to your charity um you know th that you did and how much money did you um uh raise for uh 
for multiple sclerosis? Oh, that's a great question. So I only did, um, I think I only did marathon weekend for the charity. Um, I, I know next year I'm going to do like some side races for the charity, even though I'm not specifically running for a charity. Uh, this year I raised, um, I raised 3000 500 for the charity good for you That's over, awesome. yeah and overall the last because i've done i've done it for the last three years i think we've done if i'm just doing a quick count in my head i think it's like close to sixteen thousand dollars wow so that's really awesome and thank you also to everybody who donated yeah. and, and and i know that i'm still crocheting little dopies from that, that <laughs> Um, but it was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, you know what, one thing too, that we forgot to mention about, um, springtime surprise though, is that it, I will say marathon weekend was my favorite weekend of the past season as well with a close second of springtime surprise. And only because we did something really different than we've ever done before. We took advantage of that special offer that 50% off of the park ticket to Typhoon Lagoon. And that was one of the most fun days that I've ever had. And I would like to make that a mandatory (laughs) post race, post like the big race event that we do. And the gang is all invited because that was so, (laughs) it was so fun and so funny. Um, you know, we just like sat around in the lazy river and laughed and like kind of like tied our tubes together. And and we rode on like water slides and I had dole whips and sat around on the beach and I don't know, just laughed. It was the best. I only rode on one water slide and I still don't know where we went because I was backwards the whole time. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You know, you, you learn a lot about, you know, your friends when you go to a water park because, you know, um, the ride that Bob was referencing was the uh, the family raft ride, the, uh, the Misadventure Falls. And let me tell you, even though they put signs <laughs> up about this is how you should get in and out of the raft, <laughs> it's not graceful. It, you know, <laughs> if you know how to gracefully do it, you know, make a YouTube video or something like that because we were all just bumbling fools. I was proud of myself, Greg. I really was. For an old fart to get in and out, I thought I did pretty well. Um, no, it, it was it was an awesome time, but I mean, it, it was perfect from, from so many different areas. Number one, the, the financials of it. The fact that you could practically go you know, to the park all day, and I think in total it was just over 30 bucks, yeah. I think is a fantastic deal. And Run mm-hmm. Disney, if you are listening, please keep that going for next race season because I can guarantee you most of us will either do it again or try it for the first time. Um, but then, you know, Allie, like you were, I mean, you were joking around about it, but but it's absolutely serious. It was a fantastic recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, way to, you know, the just sit in the lazy river and just get your feet up and float and just, you know, let all that blood flow and everything like that. Um, and yeah, again, it was a lot of fun too. I mean, the fact that I've never seen Allie eat so much Dole Whip in one day was, 
you know, hey guys, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And then she comes back with a hey, hey cone. Um, but, you know, it, it just, it, it was, it was a lot, a lot of fun, at, you know, between the lazy river, the, um, Later on in the day, we went on the uh, the water roller coaster, and I've never heard Allie <gasps> scream so loud before in my life. So, so that's something that will never get etched from my memory. Um, but yeah, but but in just the company in general, I, I think it was the absolute perfect way to end a race weekend. And for all of uh, those of you listening, if you are interested, I highly, highly suggest you take advantage of it. And what's nice is too is that it is good for both you and up to three guests so if you're a family of four you can get the same deal as the runner and all you have to do is show your bib or your race money right right the easiest thing to do is just buy the tickets at the expo before you leave yeah they won't no problem there yeah it was fun you don't have to like say what day you're going you just buy the tickets no the ticket's good for a week yep oh okay yeah so if you're going to be there afterward you could go later on in the week but it was good for seven days. I'm almost positive. And I felt fantastic. Like sometimes after the big race, we'll go to the parks all day and my feet will just be like throbbing by the end of it. And like after the only thing that was difficult was I tried to, in the lazy river, I tried to sit in a two person like <laughs> raft and I couldn't figure out how to oh, sit yeah, in yeah. it. And so I was really struggling. And so that was a little hard, but after I got a one person raft, then I was like, I was doing my legs were just dangling and I was like feeling the blood flow and I felt fantastic going back to my hotel instead of feeling like I'm done, wiped out, I can't walk another step. Oh, nice. speaking of that, we added up the miles for the perfect season. Yeah. And it, it's something like 112 miles. Yeah, something for, like that. 112.7? Yeah. Yep. yeah. So okay. we added up what we walked like every day after the races during the perfect season. And it was double that. So it was 224 Whoa. miles I believe total. You. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, and I don't even go hard. So I'm sure if other people have a higher number, like just, I'm so curious, DM it to me. Cause I think that is the <laughs> coolest thing ever, but yeah. I was Neat. surprised. Neat. A question that comes up and one I wanted to talk about tonight, but I think, I think I'm going to put it off till next week. And that is, what now? What do we do now? We've finished the run Disney season. We're not really ready to start training for the next season yet. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that next episode. What do we do now? And what are we getting ready for? Okay, moving on. Other things happened this week. Virtual sign-up was today for the virtual summer runs. Anybody here sign up for a summer run? I think none of us did. I think. No. There's like one person who signed up. Oh, I know several folks who did. Yeah. (laughs) I know several folks who did. And uh, I know our buddy. I know know where you're going, Greg. Our buddy Joe did. Absolutely. Uh, Joe is a perfect summer runner. He'd like us all to know that. From what I saw online um, on social media, it looked like the site crashed again. Oh, did it? I didn't. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Are these now mostly uh, sold out already? Only the challenge is open right now. Okay. As of recording. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, and, it's, and it's funny that it's sold out because, and, and Greg, I, I will fully admit I am, I'm taking this line from our buddy um, uh, Ryan uh, Teets. You know, he made a, a, a really, really good point on Instagram today is why is there a cap on it? 
Why yeah, that's a good just point. Yeah. Open registration. Yeah. See how many people sign up for it, and then order everything. Yeah, yeah, Unless the they rivals. have to order yeah. it all ahead of time. But I, I thought that was a really yeah. Yeah. interesting and, point by him. And they don't. You don't get the medals till like August. So yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, a, a similar point was made by our friends over at Will Run for. I, I kind of glossed over the fact that the uh, annual pass holder merchandise was sold out in pre-sale. Well, if you've sold it out in pre-sale, order more. You know why not? But I don't know. I'm not the marketing guy. Uh, I assume that people who know more than I do are making these decisions. I mean, I, I feel really bad saying this, but at least it won't be a Boston Marathon decision where they don't have enough medals Ooh, to hand out. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was that was bad. Uh, our friends we're talking to later on who did the marathon, they all got their medals. Yeah. Although good, Michael good. was close, but they all got theirs. They were saying there's a lot of bandits in that race that uh, took medals from people. Wow. Are you seriously? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's there's horrible. Bandits, and, and Boston's probably amongst the worst places for it. Yeah. Um, other, other run Disney related news, the graphics, the artwork, for the Disneyland runs. Showed up I love today. it. I'm I, so excited. I can't wait to see what those medals look like. I will wear everything so proudly. <laughs> I think they are beautiful. I love the retro. I love the colors. I love the fact that Daisy has a ponytail. Yeah. Like, nice. Just the details of it are so, so cute. And I know somebody on social media no- noticed that... Um, they the themes were the same as Marathon Weekend, and somebody made a comment, but like that's the history of the Disneyland weekend. Mm-hmm. Like that that's mm-hmm. normal for them to have similar themes as Marathon Weekend. Very good, good. Well, I'm glad you were excited by them since you were the two who are going. <laughs> I, I think I think everybody was kind of impressed and excited by them. But well, I have a very important question though. Um, Lexi or Jack, which one of you, um, whose suitcase can I fit into? <laughs> you know what? I feel bad saying this. So my my suitcase, I try fitting in myself. I I, I remember Lexi. I tried doing that. I couldn't fit oh in my the way. We couldn't zip lock. We couldn't zip it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my. But I think of Let's... the two of us, I probably pack the most. Okay. So I. I so it, yeah. Yeah, we tried different okay. ways. We tried on my side. We tried me laying on top of my leg. <laughs> I remember Wait, that. And, and this is not on Passport to Run. Why is that? <laughs> Should be on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, or Instagram or something. Yeah. Well, well, I know we're, we're going to be sending you guys with a list of stuff to buy for us. So yeah. hopefully you will oh, bring yeah. an extra suitcase. <laughs> no, when I when I saw that artwork last night, I was over the moon for for the two of you that that you guys you yeah. just come. experience. I yeah, wish just, I could. Just pop I wish on I over. Could. Yeah, just pop on over to, to right, California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Right. Just say it's for work. <laughs> okay. There you go. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad, folks. I like the way Disney does this. They give us enough to keep us excited as the year goes on. So mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm happy for you. Uh, speaking of excited, John, you have some exciting news. Yeah, there's a new member to the Rise and Run family. Uh I have another grandchild today. My uh, grand- my granddaughter was born today. Oh, That's yeah. That's awesome, John. That's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Third, Congrats. third, 
Third grandchild, right, John? Third grandchild. Yeah, congratulations. What, what, what pace is this she run? What, what are, what are her, what are <laughs> her intervals? What we're, we're, we're will we're, she be in? That, that's yeah. the question. She, she was a trooper. Uh, we were away last week. We came home yesterday, and she decided to wait for us. That was so, nice. Aww. That was very nice. Yeah. Once when she found out you were home, she didn't wait long, did she? No, she was she was she was supposed to be due May fifth. She came a little oh, early. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah. Yep. Hey, John. While I have you, I haven't asked this question for a while. Do we have any new reviews? Yeah, we have two reviews. Actually, <laughs> well, let's do them. We haven't done them for a while. Okay. So, first one, awesome running podcast from. Blue Fair, I found this podcast when I was training for my first Walt Disney World Challenge race. If you love running and love Disney, this podcast for you. Even if you aren't a Disney fan yet, there's always great guests that have so much information from nutrition, running, after injuries, running races all over the world, and so much more. I save each week's podcast to listen to during my long weekend runs. Thank you, Bob, and the Rise and Run crew for making our that much better. Well, thank thank you for the kind review. We appreciate it. I love how it. they said if if you're not a fan of or if you're not a fan of Disney runs yet. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. That's right. Do your first one. Do your first one. You'll be hooked. Yeah. But yes. yeah, thank thank you. And you said you had one more, John. Yes, just like family, Villacon. I found you guys before Wine and Dine 2022, and couldn't get enough of your podcast. I binge listened going all the way back to episode one, just to get caught up. Your episodes are so informative and inspirational, and I look forward to my Thursday morning runs because I know I'll have a new episode to listen to. When I finally met some of you at Wine and Dine, it was like I've known you forever. So friendly and welcoming, and it made my first ever solo run Disney race weekend a little less intimidating. I'm looking forward to next race season so I can hang out with you and get to know you all even better. Aww. Allie with no E. Oh, it's Allie, Allie with no E. I think it's an... Is that the original Alley without an E, or is that another one? I think that's the original Alley without an E. Oh, okay. She shows up in the race report. Alley without an E. God bless She's you. She's the you. best. <laughs> Thanks, Connie, for the reviews. Speaking of family, and not only family, but the city of brotherly love, Greg, you've got something you want to talk about. Yes. So this weekend is the Broad Street Run 10-miler uh, in Philadelphia. And myself and Tom and Diana from the Will Run For podcast, the three of us are going to be running that race uh, this Sunday. But Michael and Aaron, uh, because they're in Jersey, they're going to hop over on Patco uh, to come cheer on everybody. So we decided that we are going to do a joint Rise and Run and Will Run For meetup. So the plan as of right now is Saturday afternoon around four o'clock or so in the expo we haven't determined an official location because we don't have a, a map yet of where everything is going to be at the expo but we're going to meet up at the expo um you know between like four and five o'clock and then once we're done at the expo we're going to walk across the street uh to the reading terminal market mm. and uh just hang out there for a little bit so if you're interested in getting uh, cheesesteak or my personal favorite the Nick's roast pork sandwich mm -hmm. or you want to get some Bassett's ice cream uh, as a little dessert or whatever we're just going to have a really good time you know again real casual informal meetup but you know if you are interested in just hanging out with us um, be sure to be at the uh, expo around four o'clock on Saturday afternoon and once we have precise locations we'll maybe use our social media 
accounts to uh, give like an exact pinpoint location of where we'll be. First of all, that's a great race. And I, I know if you're heading to it, you're going to enjoy it. Secondly, I'd remind you there is a chat in our Facebook group under community chats for the Broad Street Run. So if you're doing the Broad Street Run, at least take a look in that chat. Greg, that'd be a good place to put that. Absolutely. Yep. My third point would be, it is no exaggeration to say that the Reading Terminal Market is like the Disney World of food. It is, it's wonderful. It's, it probably takes up an entire city block uh, inside that building there. And it's repurposed and there's just all sorts of wonderful places to eat in there. I'm a bit envious that I'm not heading to that one because that will be fun. And the other thing I will recommend, too, is if you're coming in from out of town um, for this race, currently right now at the Franklin Institute is the Disney 100 exhibit. Uh, it opened up I think, like around Valentine's Day or something like that. Uh, but I got to go to it uh, the other week. I, I know I posted some photos or social media. Uh, so if you're looking for another Disney tie into your um, racecation weekend, um, definitely hop over there. Check it out. It was really, really cool. They have some neat artifacts and interactive exhibits and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, go over to the Franklin Institute and check that out. Philadelphia this weekend is a place to be, man. Sounds like fun. All right, my friends. Time now for the race report. All right, friends. A little bit different in the race report this week. Now, since we've been gone for two weeks, I don't want to overlook anyone who ran the same weekend as Springtime Surprise. So we'll get to them in a minute, but there was a major event that weekend. Of course, April 17th was the 127th running of the Boston Marathon. And I've asked three of our friends who did Boston for the first time this year to join us on the Race Report Spotlight. So. Avery, Riley, and Michael, welcome to the Rise and Run podcast, and welcome to the Spotlight. Thanks for having us. Hi, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. First time for Avery and Riley. Michael's a veteran. Michael was with us before. You may remember. Uh, I I don't, but it wasn't. Uh, no. I, <laughs> it just goes right over everyone's head. It's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. No. Nah. Well, congratulations, guys. And this, of course, an audio-only podcast. You can't see, but I'm looking at folks decked out in their finest BAA gear, uh, medals around their necks, jackets on. Absolutely, appropriately proud of the accomplishment, and we're proud of you, too. Hey, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about it. Let's talk about, let's talk about how you got in. Uh, Michael, why don't I start with you? How'd you get into this one? Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to join the Dana-Farber Marathon Challenge. Uh, mm -hmm. Such a great charity, a great organization. Um, and yeah, it was, it was. I wasn't expecting it. It was very much a surprise, a lifelong oh. dream for me. And when they said, welcome aboard, it was, nice. you know, great moment of shock. <laughs> this is the first time you tried or had you tried before? Yeah, first time. Yeah. Okay. Avery, how about you? I am a charity runner too. I mm -hmm. ran with the Metro West YMCA, which is actually very, I, so I live in Massachusetts. So uh -huh. this is a local charity for me near where I live, near where I work. So, 
um, I got in through them, which was very exciting to be able to, you know, support my local community yeah. while also running this huge race. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and first time you tried? First time, yes. Yeah. Riley, how about you? I'm also a charity runner, yeah. so we're really representing the charity runners No, uh, yeah. I'm excited about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ran for Mass Eye and Ear, um, so I was on Team Eye and Ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually applied for a couple of different charities mm-hmm. back in September when the applications opened, um, was waitlisted for all of them, <laughs> and so okay. I waited several okay. months um, before I found out that I was going to be running Boston. I found out late January. So it was very close to race day. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people had had known that they were going to be on their charity teams for months at that point. Um, So it was a big rush to, you know, fundraise and make sure hitting my minimums and getting trained and all of that. So it was a little bit chaotic in the, in the spring. I would, I would think so. But it was very exciting, like Avery and Michael, lifelong dream. I also live in Massachusetts, so this is my hometown marathon. Been spectating for years, so just extremely over the moon to be on Mass Eye and Ears charity team this year. Cool. Great. Okay, so I'm curious then, Riley. So if you're waiting to hear from the charity, were you already trained for the Boston Marathon with the assumption that you're more than likely going to get in? So that's a great question. Um, so I was actually training for Dopey in the meantime. Oh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I was, you know, in shape kind of already. Um, and so when I got that call a um, couple weeks after Dopey, I got back and was intentional about, I need a couple weeks off of running because as we all know, Dopey is a lot. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then I got in contact with the charity and I they said, you're already in shape. On the application I had submitted, I had mentioned that I had run several marathons before, um, that I was training for Dopey. And so they reached out to me specifically so that they weren't throwing a first time marathoner <laughs> into that kind of position to you know, get ready for a marathon that quickly. So luckily I was already in shape. Uh, and I could just kind of hop back into training for, for April. But yeah, it was a quick turnaround for sure. <laughs> no, that's great. And I was also thinking that if you had to jump into training, jumping into training in January and February in Massachusetts, yeah, probably not the, uh, probably the <laughs> Michael doesn't have that trouble. He's down here with me. <laughs> in fact, January and February, we love because we get, we get a little bit of a break from the heat. Um, I know that some of the numbers to raise for the charity bibs for Boston are, are significant. Uh, how did how did that go? Um, Dana Farber for me was a huge number to crack. Uh, my goal was over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, wow. But I can say this though: the amount of work that goes in and everything that Dana Farber does, and then seeing the results mm-hmm. in the end. Uh, we just got a notification today. We almost raised seven million dollars holy for cancer research oh my God, that's yeah. awesome. and we're still going and that is going. incredible yeah wow wow so it, it's it feels it, it's hard to do but again the reward is just through the roof no i get that yeah i, I definitely understand that but uh it seemed to me that's a that's a tough number to tough number to raise uh did you do anything special to raise it uh riley yeah, so I actually had a few different ideas. My minimum was eight thousand. 
Um, that was my goal. Um, and so, and like I said, I had a little bit shorter window of time than some other folks. Um, so I really wanted to be creative and really engaging um, on social media. And what I had done, I did a couple different things, but one of my favorite fundraisers I ran was uh, sponsor a training run. Um, as a Disney runner, I have so many running costumes. Oh, I got so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So folks could choose to donate a certain amount to get me to wear a costume on one of my training runs. <laughs> um, so a lot of my neighbors were looking at me funny, but you know, it was for charity. <laughs> so I had a really great time with that fundraiser for sure. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm making mental notes because I'm fundraising for uh, Dopey. And yes. I'm thinking I could probably get a lot of money to run around the neighborhood in the Tinker Bob costume, but I'm not oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm willing to do that. <laughs> Avery, how'd your fundraising go? Mine was good. So my goal was 7,500. So slightly more reasonable. That's than still much. That's still it a lot was of money. Still a lot. Yeah. I did say to so many people throughout all the process, you know, it's like the fundraising is harder than the training. You know, yeah. I was, I did the dopey. No, I didn't. I did dopey. I did the marathon this year. So like Riley, I was also trained slightly early, but yeah, the, the fundraising is definitely a huge commitment in addition to training for a marathon throughout the winter in Massachusetts. So, yeah. um, Yeah. But I will say I was, it was very inspiring to get donations from people. There were so many people who donated to me, you know, people I haven't spoken to since middle school who mm. wanted to support, which I thought was really amazing. You know, people really come out of the woodwork to support you in this huge goal. So that helps a lot. Fantastic. Fantastic. So you're, you're trained up, you've met your fundraising goals and you're towing the line in Hopkin, Hopkinton, right? I said it right. Yes. And I, I <laughs> Native speakers, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's not Worcester. It's Worcester. It's not Leo Minister. It's Lemonster. I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Michael, you traveled up there. Anything significant in the trip? I got to go home. I mean, I'm originally from. Salem. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah, from Mass originally. So this was homecoming yeah. for me. So first time in three years. That's cool. Yeah. So. Wait, did you um, stay with family or was the race near your, um, your near your original home? So I stayed for two nights in Salem, which is about 25 minutes north of Boston, and then picked up our stuff and we stayed right right near the finish line uh, in Boston. So we were fairly oh, cool. close. <laughs> cool. Yeah, neat. Uh, weather was pretty good, right? well it wasn't the worst weather it could have been that's for sure it was a little wet but okay 2018 has that one yeah yes i think Um, i was just like hoping it wasn't going to be 2018 caliber which it wasn't that was unbelievable but well then uh it did rain then okay i i wasn't aware of that it wasn't raining in florida so i figure (laughs) (laughs) how was the weather how was the weather uh, avery uh, it was, you know, I think the temperature was great. I think it was probably mid fifties to sixties. So temperature wise, oh, it was yeah. great. Um, for me, I started with the charity runners around eleven fifteen. Okay. So I got through probably eight miles with no rain. Then I had some rain in the middle, which was somewhat hard, but it wasn't pouring. And then it kind of petered off. So that was good. Although I did see some of the faster runners, I think probably around one o'clock in Boston, it was pouring on them. Oh, so my. I think I'm very lucky that I didn't experience that at all. 
my bad. I did not know that. I I usually follow this race, uh, but I, I wasn't able to do it this year. I was I was talking to Michael before he came on. I was on the cruise ship, so couldn't follow this year. So yeah, I I just missed that. I didn't realize it had rained this year. But you got through it. That's cool. Yeah, it just made the experience even more memorable. <laughs> So I'm very curious. I've I watched the Boston Marathon this past year while I was in Cancun, and it was so awesome to see everything happen. But I'm curious: is it very much like a Disney race where you have corrals, or is it just like you just said that charity runners had their own kind of like corral? Is it not based off of whatever your approximate time would be, or just wherever they want to put you? I think if you don't have a qualifying time and you're running for charity, you're automatically put in the last wave. Um, oh. But if you have a qualifying time and you're running for charity, they'll put you probably in one of the first waves. And then everything else is based on time, from what I understand. Oh, okay. I know there's a lot of hills, too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez, so Pete, I could imagine. <laughs> do- like, I know, I, like... A marathon, oh, with those kinds of hills, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, you, you wouldn't look at them, though, Jack. You wouldn't know till you got there. I wouldn't look at them. I'm sure I'd feel it after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find out the day of. Let's talk about the course a little bit. Uh, Michael, how'd you find the course? Uh, it So for me, it was tough getting situated in the first couple miles because mm-hmm. I, I do run walk obviously galloway method yeah. and the runners are coming fast and furious on both sides of you so it's really hard to get off to the side to mm-hmm. get your interval started so i really couldn't get into my intervals till maybe mm-hmm. the second or third mile but after that it opened up and it's it's the first 10k is it's downhill and it's fast yeah, it starts downhill doesn't it yeah yeah it's fast so yeah what happened after that riley yeah, so after the downhill in the start, you're mm-hmm. going to start getting the the nice rolling hills. So the hills pretty much don't stop. You've all heard of the hills of Newton, right, with Heartbreak Hill. But even throughout, even towards the middle of the course, it was it's still a little bit of a rolling hill experience. You do get some reprieve with some flats and some downhills here and there. But definitely by the time I got to mile 16, I don't know about you two, <laughs> my legs are already feeling like jello. I was very nervous to go up the hills. Um, luckily, I don't know, Avery, if you've had the same experience, but I had the benefit of training on the course a little bit as we were leading up to race well, day. Helps. So the hills weren't totally shocking to me, but definitely felt it in the legs for sure. <laughs> that really helps. How about the finish, Avery? How, how was it at the, the last couple miles? Well, after you get over Heartbreak Hill, I feel like it wasn't that bad really with the hill wise. <laughs> okay. And it was, you know, once you get past that point, you're getting into the city and the crowds are just yeah. bigger. You know, the crowds are amazing the whole time. But as you get into the city, the crowds are just crazy and so loud. Um, and, you know, when you take the final turn onto Boylston Street and it's just so <laughs> loud, everyone's screaming, cheering. It's just so amazing to experience that. I suggest it to everybody. No, I, I imagine that it is. And I think that's about all I get to do is imagine it or watch it or live vicariously through you, my friends, uh, hearing about it. I think it's fantastic. Here's a question I like to ask and think about it. Great crowds. Any favorite signs that you saw along the way? (laughs) My favorite. It made me laugh so much. (laughs) And I was already (laughs) delirious at this point, but 
in uh, right when you cross over into Newton, right when you start going up the hills, there's this sign that says the fun begins. And Ooh. I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're about to go up these mountains in Newton. And I guess this is the the laugh that I need to get up these four uh, yeah. giant hills. <laughs> okay, that's good. That helped your attitude. That's terrific. <laughs> Anybody else? Michael, you remember any? And it's okay if you didn't. No, there's one. And then I actually, it's funny. I saw it on social media the day before. And I'm like, where am I going to find this person? So it was actually right after Newton. This woman was dancing on the side of the road. And it said uh-huh. motivational butt slaps. <laughs> and she it had a big old peach on the, on the side. I don't know if you guys saw her. She was dancing wow. around. That's amazing. funny. <laughs> That is, that is. I would think one of my favorite signs, and I'm cheating here, would be the Sitco sign because it means oh, you yeah. only got about a mile left to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Avery, tell folks who may not know what the Sitco sign is. The gas station, I think. <laughs> uh, said, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Do you... Oh, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. it's like, I don't even think it represents anything, but you're near Fenway Park anymore. <laughs> I think that's what it is. But it's, it comes at about mile 25, doesn't it? Yeah. So I got this tattoo of the Sitco sign. years. I used to work in Boston on the other side of the Sitco sign. And I decided in my, you know, my, my younger years when I'm really knowledgeable that I'm going to get a Sitco sign tattoo to commemorate my years of being a bouncer yeah. behind Fenway Park. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been... The Sitco sign is a very large electric neon sign. I think it actually lights up in stages, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a landmark. I don't think there's a Sitco station up there anywhere anymore, <laughs> but the sign, and in fact, at one point, there was consideration of bringing the sign down, and the folks in Boston said, oh, well, the folks in Boston probably said stuff I can't say on the podcast, <laughs> but it was decided that it's it's a landmark. It stays... I used to fly it around the area. We used it for a landmark uh, with the helicopters when we were going in and out of Logan. So, yeah, very famous. And I just brought it up because I knew it meant that the end of the race was getting close. So I am very curious, with Boston being a very big dream race for a lot of people, did the race meet your expectations or exceed? For me, I think definitely exceed. Um, I feel like I'm still processing the entire (laughs) race. I had the biggest smile on my face the whole time. Um, I had my boyfriend and his family saw me at two points in the race. And one of those points was at mile 19. And I went up to them and I was just like, my legs hurt so much. And my boyfriend's like, you still have a giant smile on your face. So um, just dreaming about the race for so many years, spectating at the race, just like, it's been a big part of my life for so long. Um, and so like actually getting, being able to experience it um, was just unreal. It still feels like a dream. I've been on cloud nine ever since. So cool. uh, definitely exceeded it for me. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It was so cool, but also hard to believe. I started off the race running with a team member. And for the first few miles, we just kept saying, are we really running the Boston Marathon? Are we really running this marathon? And we started talking to another woman and asked, you know, at what point does it actually kick in that you're running the Boston Marathon? (laughs) Because it's just, it's so hard to believe in that moment. It was just 
Very cool. I understand. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I went from volunteering in 2016 to running it this year. I mean, for me, it was full circle right there. And you're right. You have to pinch yourself. You're like, am I actually doing this? And it didn't really sink in until I made that turn by the Sitco sign. And I saw my partner Uh and emotionally I lost it. And that's when when it became real. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It is a big deal, guys. Uh, We're not going to compete in an Olympics marathon. This is probably the biggest event that any of you will ever compete in. And I think, and that compete may not even be the right word, participate, participate in. And I, I think it's fantastic. Congratulations to all of you. Um, I'm going to ask what's next, but I don't want to leave any final thoughts hanging here. Any final thoughts on Boston before I ask you what's next in your running careers? Um, I actually just want to, I know she's a listener. I want to give a huge shout out to Carissa Galloway. Oh, yes. yes. I saw her before the start and she saw me give me a huge shout out. And that Very totally nice. calmed my nerves. Very nice. Got me focused. I was like that little slice of home, that little slice of run Disney. And that totally helped me get in the right mindset for the race. So that Very was the nice. coolest thing. She was, uh, she was with us on Sunday in uh, Disney world and headed up to Boston for money. That's the first time for her. I think that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Carissa. And, and thanks for calming Michael down. Cause he can be a handful. So we really appreciate it. <laughs> Any other final thoughts, guys? Yeah. I am. Um, I just wanted to say that I know. So the three of us were our charity runners for Boston. Um, I know for me specifically, and a lot of runners that I talk to are, very intimidated by the minimums of Boston charity fundraising. Um, If you are interested in going for a charity bib at Boston, just do it because you will be so surprised at how generous people can be and how many people want to support your journey at Boston. So I would just want to throw it out there and encourage folks, if Boston is on your bucket list, go for it. I see, I see Avery and Michael shaking their heads. And the affirmative, and they agree with you. That, Definitely. Uh, Definitely go number, for it. Even though the number may be big, it's achievable, huh? 100%. You, you can do it. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Um, hey, before I let you go, what's coming up? Avery, let's start with you. What's next on your racing schedule? Well, I signed up to run the Providence Half Marathon, which is in two weeks, I think, May 7th, because mm, cool. I figured... I don't really have to train for it at this point, so I might as well <laughs> there just you go. throw another race in there, and then I will be at Wine and Dine in November. Outstanding. We'll see you there. Michael, how about you? Uh, a few small things here with Track Shack, but yeah, the next big one's going to be Wine and Dine coming up for us. Wine and Dine. Sounds good. Riley, you joining joining us at Wine and Dine? Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm so oh. sad about it. Um, Avery, I'll also be at the Providence oh, House, so I'll see you there. Well, there you go. Um, then I'll be at Goofy in January. So okay. I'll see you guys well, for Marathon Weekend. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to wait until January to see you, Riley. Yes. That's great. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> My friends, congratulations to all three of you. We are so proud of you. First-time Boston finishers, something you'll never forget. So thanks for joining us and sharing your stories. We will talk with you later. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> great to have Riley Avery and Michael join us also at Boston last week. Coach Chris was there. 
our friend Esther, Esther was doing her third marathon in like four months. She did Space Coast, she did Dopey, and then she did Boston. Jesse was there. Uh, Jesse's coming back off of an injury. She had a DNF in her last marathon doing, due to a knee injury just four months ago. Knocked out Boston. Our friend Mandy. Mandy was actually, Mandy was our first race report spotlight before we did race report spotlights. Mandy was the very first guest we had on this podcast, like episode two or three. Uh, that was her first Boston when she was on. She did a Boston PR this year. Mandy, Mandy really works hard. Congratulations. Her run. Yeah. Great job. Uh, we talked with Riley. We didn't mention this when we talked with Riley. This was Riley's 25th state. She's trying to do 50 marathons in 50 states. So Boston put her halfway there. And our friend Becky also finished Boston. Now, let me go back up to the top here. And no, I'm not going to read off the name of all 125 finishers we had from Springtime Surprise. Just know we appreciate each and every one of you, and we congratulate you. And many of us, many of you said something to me about the PR and the PR bell. Well, again, I'm sorry, I can't go through each and every one of those. But for those of you who PR'd at one of the springtime race, this bell is for you. Okay. Let's go back. I want to go back last week, and at least I'll go through these kind of quickly. Let's take a look at the Saturday, April 15th, the BAA 5K. Jen and her husband, Mike, did their first race since Marathon Weekend. Enjoyed doing it together. Riley, who we talked with on the Spotlight, also did the 5K two days before. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, the Albuquerque Half Marathon, Sierra finished that one. In Dearborn, Michigan, this is a big deal. Martian Invasion of Races, our friend Christy did the 5K. Christy, uh, she worked all week. She volunteered, finished the 5K. This is now just four months after a very serious fracture of her ankle where she showed us the x-ray. She's got, uh, she looks like she's got the Lowe's hardware department in her ankle now. The recovery's been pretty good. Christy, we're really happy to see you back out there running. We look forward to seeing you back down at Disney World. In uh, From Oshkosh to Green Bay, Wisconsin, the Runaway to the Bay 55-mile relay. Our buddy Tony was there. That's why Tony wasn't at springtime. Tony still had some kind of costume on, and in good Disney tradition, completed the event carrying a beer across the finish line. Struggled a bit with an IT injury, but wouldn't quit. In Moultrie, Way to go, Hollywood. Yeah, man. Gotta love it. In Moultrie, Georgia, the Run for the Ranch 10K. Emily, PR by 11 minutes in a 10K. That's pretty good. And an age group first for Emily. Way to go. The Windsor Polar Plunge and 5K. Alexis and her son did that one. The Stop, Drop, and Run 10K in Easton, Maryland. Another friend recovering from an injury, Kent. Kent finished that one, his first race since his bone bruise injury. Uh, at 53 minutes, this is a PR for Kent as a grandmaster, the 50-plus age group. I say we give him the bell. And he finished first in his age group. Good job, Kent. 
the Derby Connecticut 5K, Sue did that. This is interesting. This is town number 127 in Sue's quest to run a race in all 169 towns in Connecticut. I find it interesting that all 169 towns would have a race in Connecticut. But good for you, Sue. I think that's a pretty neat goal. Let's move on to April 16th, Sunday in Manchester, England, the Manchester Marathon. Katie did that one. Katie stuck with the five-hour pacers till mile 23 and finished still. And she managed to take 26 minutes off of her Disney Marathon pace. And she PR'd. Although Katie would call it a PB. Still, well done. In Baltimore, Maryland, the Red Shoe Shuffle 5K, Kelly, Ethan, and Kim ran that. In East Hampton, Massachusetts, race two of the Spring Impact Series, the Fort Hill Brewery Half Marathon, Jen ran that one. Good job, Jen. Jen set a new PR and had family greeting her at the finish line. In Chicago, the Chicago Lakefront Lakefront 10-miler, Laura using this one as the final run of her virtual springtime surprise, ran and achieved her sub-two-hour goal. That's a good job, Laura. In Columbus, Ohio, the Ohio State four-miler, Brandy ran this one. First run as a family. Said her daughter loved it. She doesn't know what the finish time she had for the race. She doesn't care because they just had a great time. They PR'd in fun. Unfortunately, we have no PR in fun, fun Bell. Maybe we'll work on it later. Um, in Austin, Texas, the Austin Statesman Cap 10K. Jennifer ran this one. The largest 10K in Texas had about 17,000 runners. A beautiful day, and I appreciate this, Jennifer. Jennifer points out it was a beautiful day because the dew point was in the high 30s. Let's see, there's a runner. Dew point reference. Got to love the dew point reference. Um, in staying in Texas, in Houston, the Vintage Park Half Marathon, Katrina completed her second half marathon. Tough headwind, first part of the race, still finished. Another interesting one here in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, the Rotterdam Marathon. Our friend Shawnee, uh, she lives in the Netherlands, and she's lived there since she's two and a half years old. She's a wheelchair user and a racer now. But the thing is that in the Netherlands, they haven't been allowed to do races because they consider the wheelchairs a hazard. But yesterday, she did the Rotterdam Marathon on an invite. I think she did it once before, kind of sneaking on. Don't tell anybody, okay? Uh, but the organization asked for four chairs to come and test and see if it was safe. So the kind of great news that more races in the rest of the country may now change their rules based on what Shawnee was able to do because she showed them it was possible. They actually made national news, newspapers, and she thinks more is to come out of this. So this is a big deal. Said she was stuck behind a lot of people in some pace groups, but she still managed a 45-second PR. I got to say, if you're ever looking for someone to turn your day around on social media, Shawnee is one of many people in our community who, who can definitely do that. You know, If you're down the dumps and you got to turn that frown upside down, the positive energy that comes out of that woman is fantastic. And congratulations on being part of hopefully some really, really great change uh, for races in, in your uh, neck of the woods. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's exciting news and I think it's a big deal. And again, congratulations. 
in uh, Hapalua, in Honolulu, Hawaii, the Hapalua Half Marathon. Carolyn and her husband Don raced that one, took 24 minutes off of last year's time. Valerie was there too, half number seven. So they got a little rain at mile eight. A little rain in Honolulu doesn't typically bother anybody. I think it was Valerie said the best part was the shower at the end. And I said, I don't know. I think the best part is that you're running in Honolulu. <laughs> Beautiful place to run. Uh, back in the Netherlands, our buddy Laura ran a half marathon half marathon in her hometown of, and forgive me, Laura, if I get this one wrong, Enchetta. I believe that's right. Laura's really, she's joined Customized Training. She's really picking up on run, walk, run. Very excited about the results. Not a lot of run, walk runners in mainland Europe. Some in England, where they call it Jeffing. But uh, Laura's doing very well here. She wanted a sub 230, ran at 222. Good job, Laura. All right. Let's move to last week. Over the weekend, April 21st and 22nd, Trish did the Buck 50 relay race in Chillicothe, Ohio, with a, she called it a short team of nine. See, the team was supposed to be 10. Apparently, somebody didn't show up. So, 150 miler, somebody else had to pick up the slack, but Trish and team finished that. Okay, let's look at Saturday, April 22nd in Nashville, Tennessee, the rock and roll. Nashville Marathon and other different races. Ruth did a 10K, had a great time. Terry ran this one. Lori ran, she called it the Nash Hills. I think Lori did a half. I don't have it in my notes, but I do know that she PR'd. Amy ran this one. Looked like Amy ran a 10K. In Richmond, Virginia, the Ucrops Monument Avenue 10K. Liz and Sarah ran that one. Kim and Woody, I saw some pictures, Kim and Woody, on a different page. I think they were featured in the local news there. And Hannah ran the 20K challenge. It was a 10K virtual first, which in the virtual, she PR'd by 14 minutes. I say, even though it's a virtual, she gets a bell for that. And in the live race, it followed the 10K to be part of the 20K challenge, having PR'd by 14 minutes the day before. She PR'd by another three minutes in the live race. Way to go, Hannah. In Helen, Georgia, the Helen Back 5K. Amy ran that one. It rained the night before. She ran in an ankle brace and a rise and run singlet. The finish prize at this race was a bag of grits from a local granary. What a clever name for a race in Helen. In Helen, Georgia, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then you get grits for a prize in a Georgia race. Perfect. And a good-looking shirt, by the way, Amy. No by the way about it. It was, I think, I think it was a green one. Pretty popular color. In Beulahville, North Carolina, the Earth Day 5K, Jennifer and her sons, Jude and Jace, and her husband, Shane, all finished that one. Jace and Shane did their first 5K, so Jace was actually fourth in his age group. Jennifer PR'd in front fun, and she think, however, that Jude had the most fun because Jude was in a stroller for the race. Spartanburg, South Carolina, the Spartanburg Run for Babies 5K. Danielle, her first race after Dopey, 
her fastest 5K in four years with a 35-minute finish. That's a good finish. Her son ran his fourth 5K, placed first in his age group with a PR of 21 minutes. That's smoking. And I'm not sure how old her son is, but he looked like a pretty young fella. That's a heck of a good finish time for a 5K. Uh, golly, I don't know if this is Lyle or Liesel, Illinois, where the champion of the trees 10K at the Morton Arboretum occurred, but I know Laura ran it. She said a high temp, the temp was in the high 30s. Kind of tough for me to imagine that there's still places where the temps are in the high 30s. Um, windy, she had hail, and in spite of all of that, she managed to PR. That's right. I added my own sound effect to that one. Uh, it was Earth Weekend, so the Run for the Trees 5K, Winter Park, Florida. Tabitha, Mike, and Larry. Larry's first 5K race. Well, we know what that means. And Mike also PR'd. No medals for this one, but they got a bald cypress tree instead. A little tree that you didn't, they didn't wear it around their neck, but they had to get it in the car for the way home. In Hurricane, West Virginia, gosh, I don't like the name. I don't like the name of that place. Anyway, in Hurricane, West Virginia, the Spect Run Cares 5K. Ilyana ran that one. Great, great race for a great cause. Her first trail race. She placed third. I don't know if she placed third overall or in her age group. I'm not sure, but I know for a post post race snack, her husband made her some pepperoni rolls. I'm not 100% sure what they are, but that sounds pretty good. The Double Down Challenge, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, a 14-mile event total. Ray ran this one. The four-mile race started at 7.15. You had to finish by 8 or you couldn't do the 10-miler. So she got back in time, got a little bit of a late start on the four-miler, but still made it with about four, four and a half minutes to spare to run the 10-miler. This was her first 14-miler, so Salt Lake City, the Salt Lake City Half Marathon. Chris ran that one. Uh, The last time he ran was at about 400 feet elevation. This one was at about 4,700 feet elevation. That's tough, Chris. That's tough making that big jump. Uh, Gorgeous course with the mountains, streams, lots of hills. He's running what he calls an altitude PR. I don't know if we have an altitude PR bill or not. A little shaky on that one. But anyway, good job. That's a tough thing to do. Good job on that one, Chris. Uh, In Claremont, Florida, the Lake Mineola Sunset Triathlon. Jared. Jared did his first sprint triathlon. Congratulations, Jared. The Walk the Talk 5K for Earth Day on Biscayne Key, which is close to Miami. Uh, Allie, first of two is a small trail race. She doesn't usually do these, but she finished second in her age group. Way to go. In Kennesaw State University in Georgia, the Daffodil Dash 5K, our buddy David did that one. First in his age group and a 5K PR. Go Owls. <laughs> nice job, David. Uh, April 23rd, another world major, the London Marathon. We've got our buddy Danny's going to join us next week. 
to talk about the London Marathon. We got things kind of muddled together with us being away for a week and in Boston and London occurring back to back. But speaking of Boston and London occurring back to back, our good buddy, Coach Chris Twiggs, did both of those. He raced in Boston and paced in London. And was that springtime surprise? Uh, Not Twiggs. He was there. He was there Thursday. Yes, he was. He was there at the booth on Thursday. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, But he didn't run at springtime surprise. No, he didn't. But he he traveled. He traveled. Yeah, he he was there. We did get a chance to say hello to him. I'll tell you who was at springtime surprise and also in London, who paced at both places. And that's Chris Turner, Chris C.C. Turner, who did. And I don't I know we don't usually use last names on the podcast, but I think a whole lot of folks know who C.C. is. Danny ran it. He'll be with us next week. Hillary, our buddy Jonathan. Jonathan was at Springtime Surprise. Jonathan is the one who did one of a couple people, along with Cece, I believe. That's right. Yep. Did the, did the Springtime Swift Challenge. That's right. Run the first two races, drive to Tampa, see Taylor Swift, drive back to Orlando in time to change your clothes and go to the start of the 10-miler. I, I was impressed. I think mm-hmm. Jonathan said that he got a 30 minutes of sleep yeah. before he had to get up for the 10 miles. So bravo, Jonathan. Yeah, because he and, and, and he wore his And he wore his concert t-shirt oh, yeah. uh, d- during the 10 miler. You have to, I think. And then he flew over to London, and I presume at some point soon he'll be heading back home to Israel. Uh, Lori was there. Lori's still there posting great pictures of the vacation that she's having. Uh, Marlise was there. And Valerie did this one virtually. In Madrid, Spain, our friend Justin ran the rock and roll half marathon in Madrid. A little nervous about the three-hour cutoff, but he made it. Did a great job. Look forward to hearing from Justin later on in a future episode. In Montgomery Township, Pennsylvania, our friend Brianna did the boogie down the bypass. Perfect race weather. Finish this one just a bit shy of a PR, and I didn't make note of what the distance was on this one. But I'm glad you did it, Brianna. Thanks for letting us know. In Nashville, the Nashville one-miler, rock and roll, part of the rock and roll weekend. Terry did that one. In Portland, Maine, the Portland 10-miler, Heidi beat her two-hour goal, and she PR'd. In Central Park, New York, New York City, the RBC Race for the Kids 4-Miler. Emily did that one. In Rochester, New York, the Flower City Challenge Half Marathon. Brian and Karen did that one. Brian said this was his first pain-free run since Dopey. Finished in just under two and a half hours and felt great. Glad to hear it, Brian. In Chesapeake, Virginia, the Dismal Swamp Half Marathon. Second half marathon of the weekend for Kim and Woody in Brooklyn, New York. New York City runs Brooklyn Half Marathon. Doug did that one. Doug said it poured all night into the morning, got into the corrals in rain, didn't PR, but finished sub two. That's pretty darn good. Said he missed the run Disney camaraderie. We miss you too, Doug. Uh, we've been talking about it all episode. We appreciate it. Got a chance to see Doug this week, this springtime surprise weekend. Enjoyed that. Megan ran that event virtually. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, again, here's another comeback story. The Craven Cookies Run. Amy did this one 
six weeks after her hysterectomy surgery. She looked great, had a good time finishing it, and spread the message. She wore a shirt, spread the message, choose joy. Love that message, Amy. Great job. Uh, Lexi ran the Jersey City Half Marathon. No, not you, Lexi. Lexi without an E. Ran the Jersey City Half Marathon. Rainy start, sunny at the finish. Not a PR unless you count PRs for running in the rain. No, nah, we don't have any we don't have any wet weather PR bells, Lexi. I'm sorry, but I appreciate the effort you put in. And congratulations on finishing the Brew City 5K in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Noel did that one. In Deerfield Beach, Florida, the lighted up blue for autism 5K. Allie without an E ran that one. Third in her age group. Her daughter was first in her age group. And overall, they placed 13th and 14th among all the women. Great job. In and gosh, sometimes I'm not sure whether I'm going to mess up. I think it's Canaan Valley, the Canaan Valley Half Marathon, the Canaan Valley Resort in Davis, West Virginia. I'm pretty sure I got Davis and West Virginia right. Uh, Cynthia did that one. It was a 10K race. Cynthia PR'd. In Athens, Greece, not Athens, Georgia, Athens, Greece, the Poseidon Athens Quarter Marathon. Jennifer ran it. First ever quarter marathon, so we know what that means. Jennifer's first race outside the U.S. Beautiful course, and I saw the pictures. It really was. Uh, she ran She ran this race after coming off of a cruise of the Greek islands. That's knowing how to live, Jennifer. Great job. In Chatsworth, Georgia, the teardrop half marathon, Jennifer ran it. A 3,000-foot drop overall in the race, although it wasn't all downhill. It wasn't a, a continuous downhill race. Amy set a PR of an hour 53 in this half. In the San Juan Islands in Washington State, the Orcas Island Trail Race Half Marathon, Tommy said she had the hardest and most fun trail race yet. Lots of climbing. Fog obscured the view from the top of Mount Constitution, but they had grilled cheese at the aid station, so it was worth the climb. Great job, Tommy. And that, my friends, concludes the race report for this week. It'll be shorter next week. All right, my friends, it was great to be back with you. It was great to see you a couple weeks ago. Sorry we missed you last week. Great to be back with you. Uh, If you're still with us, hey, on Facebook and on Instagram, we're looking for listener questions for our upcoming episode. If you've got something you'd like to ask, please drop us a line in one of those two sources. It is a Zoom Thursday, so if you're listening on release day, we'll visit with you online. Thursday night, 8 p.m., I will have login instructions posted in the Facebook group. As always, it's been our pleasure visiting with you. Friends, and if you run, you are our friend, our dear friend. Gosh, we kind of miss you. We're not going to see you for a couple of months, but you'll be in our hearts. Until then, happy running. The 
Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.